What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin University. And as always, I'm your host, Professor Stark. In today's episode of Psilocybin University, I've decided to present you guys today with audio from a video of an experiment that was done in the 1950s using LSD. I figured it would be beneficial to present the audio from this experiment because I believe uh, part of learning and trying to understand a new concept is best done by combining what's accepted as facts with documentation of personal experience of others along with any other personal experiences we may have with some things. Even though this research was done a long time ago, I feel I still feel like it's relevant, especially when speaking in terms of trying to understand the psychedelic culture and experience. So I really hope you guys enjoyed today's content. As a reminder, I would like to ask you guys to please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, we would like to ask you guys to check out our website and our listener support page. All links can be found in the description of this episode. And with all that being said, I present to you guys Psilocybin University, episode number seven. Enjoy. LSD was isolated by Stuhl and Hoffman in a Sandoz pharmaceutical company of Basel, Switzerland. When in 1943, Hoffman became temporarily psychotic through accidental ingestion of the drug, the door swung wide open for research into the nature of the schizophrenic process and in a larger sense into the biochemistry of psychoses. TV's Paul Coates of Confidential File undertook to film a model psychosis in our laboratory in an attempt to impress upon a public through a case of artificial insanity that the mentally ill is not inhabited by the devil. The battery of psychological tests compressed into four short hours will not be shown here. Our attention will be focused on the experiences of our volunteer subject, uh, my Bill. It's exactly 12 o'clock and we're ready to start this experiment. I'm going to give you this cup that contains lysergic acid 100 microgram. Will you drink it? How did it taste? It had no taste. How did it look? Colorless. <clears throat> now, would you tell me your name, please? William Millark. And what is your address? 3540 The Paseo, Los Angeles, 65. And your age? 34. I would like to ask you to describe me your profession. I'm an artist. A painter? That's true. Yes. So suppose we're going to ask uh, Mr. Uh, Coates to come in here and act as the subject, and Mr. Mante, our technician, will give us your equipment. Oh, surely. And your charcoal, and here you are, ready to go. Oh, fine. Bill, go ahead. Oh, thank you. How's this? That seems good. Just look over this way. So many of the changes produced by this drug uh, have to be described verbally. And here we have the advantage of an artist who is able to draw a sketch and you can see all the changes just by simply observing the various distortions that will take place in your own portrait. That's just about is that right? Well, as far as I can go without distorting it too much. All right, now let me see it. Let's show it to Paul. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent light. Twelve seventeen. 
This is a good time to do the control EEG, so we go next door. In less than two hours, LSD will reach its climax. In most subjects, the alpha index drops, and the frequency analyzer will show the gradual emergence of the fast frequency bands. Single light flash will block the alpha waves for at least twice as long a period as it does now. It will modify each time the visual illusions Billy is expected to see as he lies in a dark cage with his eyes closed. EEG abnormalities in a clinical sense are not expected. Now we'll go back to the other room. Before he sits down, he remarks that he begins to walk on air. Here and there, a forced, irrelevant giggle. How do you feel? Well, I feel very fine. <laughs> I feel very buoyant and light and uh, resilient. I feel so. This chair is not as solid as it seems to be. I have a feeling that uh, my hands are, are not resting against this chair. And I see flashes of color quite a bit. I, I see this rug, for example, uh, seems to have an awful lot of uh, complements of uh, violet and yellow. I see a lot of violets and yellows. Do you uh, know what the exact color of this rug I assume uh, that it is gray. You assume that it was gray? Yes. All right. Now, do you find any difference between one half of your body as opposed to the other half? Well, I have a sort of a wavering tendency. I don't know which half is trying to get into the other half, but somehow or other, and I seem to be going like that. <laughs> One half. It's a very pleasant feeling of nausea, and uh, I. <laughs> and why did you the, laugh? Uh, why did you laugh just now? Because the rug seems to be billowing, <laughs> pulsating. Can you influence that pulsation? Hold your breath, for instance. Take a deep breath. Hold it. Did you stop the pulsation? More or less. Now breathe out. Did it change again? Well, just, it gets cleverer, that's all. Clever? <laughs> yes. In what way does the well, it becomes clever? It seems to uh, feel that I'm going to watch it. You have, <laughs> you have the feeling that the rug feels that you are watching it, is that correct? No. Well, uh, somehow or other, I think that I'd like to rescue myself uh, from the idea that there's so many different realities here. <laughs> Somehow I feel an observer, and uh, I feel as all these people are observing me and very amused and very good company. But at the same time, I feel as though uh, I'm in a more exalted position. You feel uh, sorry for me that I'm left out of this experience? Uh, well, I have a feeling that you're enjoying it with me. Well, I am enjoying it in a sense, yes. Would you give me a description of the first thing that you see with eyes closed? And then later on, I will hand over a drawing board and try to uh, draw a sketch of it, all right? Now, close your eyes first. Clo close your eyes now. What do you see? Oh, right, right, right. Go ahead. You can open your eyes if you want to uh, draw it. This is purple, isn't it? No, it happens to be black. 
You see it purple? Yes. Well, this is just a charcoal. Mm -hmm. Look at it. Well, in my mind's eye, oh, now right. I see that it's charcoal. Yes, the reality of it is sort of uh, disillusioning. I see. Because uh, in every, ever, it seems to me, you see, I should like to find the words because I can ordinarily find them. But it seems to me that uh, what do my, I can't seem to want to say what I want to say. And there are times uh, when I feel uh, exactly what I, I know that I know what I'm doing, you see. Well, I do. Somehow or other I can compose this as well as I ever did. Let's see. Why do you do that now? Well, the square is the uh, ordinary rectangle, you see. It's one of the perfect means. I know, but are you trying to reassure yourself that you're capable of drawing? Yeah, I, yes, I think that's what I would like to do. I'd like to find out what reality I'm in. 137. By now he loses the feeling that his body has substance. He ate his last meal 20 hours ago, but food holds no interest for him. Very fine, and uh, of course I don't think uh, you can take much credence to what I say because it's, uh, the shifting patterns of things I feel and see around me uh, are, I do not know what part of what reality, again, uh, I, this feeling comes over me of uh, almost like the singing, you know, of angels or something. I think it's the soundtrack or the film going through the, the machine. Which, which, uh, which makes you feel as if you were hearing the singing of angels. Yes, and a murmuring. Sweet. I see. You had no breakfast, you said. No. Well, suppose that we serve you something to eat now, because you've been fasting long enough. So, Mr. Manta, would you bring in the lunch? Well, I really, you know, I couldn't eat that. <laughs> <coughs> Why is that? Uh, it seems repugnant and realistic. Well, you, you told me not long ago that you were hungry. Uh, what, uh, what I'm hungry for is not this sort of thing, because uh, uh, I want to feed off of, of this feeling, this joy, which seems to be coming from everything. But somehow I don't seem like I myself. I feel as though I'm several other people, and all of them better. <laughs> and uh, all very benevolent. I mean, uh, even I feel about that, that uh, I'm not being by, as, uh, I'm not describing the word benevolence the way I mean it. Well, returning back to the lunch, yes. you don't feel at all like eating at all? No, not at all. How no, about I, drinking something? You might uh, be a little No, uh, I feel that I'm perfectly adequate. I mean, I can take care of myself from now on. <laughs> Uh, I have no hunger. Uh, my sensation is is perfect. I mean, it's just a wonderful state. But I understand that uh, you had nothing to eat. Now it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and you had nothing to eat since uh, last night when you had your dinner. Don't you think it's about time to eat something? Or well, something? I generally don't eat in the mornings. And well, this is no longer the morning. This is already 1 p.m. Well, it might be. <laughs> maybe I well, should why be don't you just taste it, and maybe you... Uh, Maybe you will like it. Why don't you just uh, take a stab at it and just well, uh, taste at least this malt and milk that we give you? Well, when you're in such a wonderful situation, why should you try to improve it? Well, you told me just a few uh, minutes ago that you were thirsty. How come that you um, don't uh, feel like eating at this time?
I know, but I can see the value of that, but uh, you, you don't understand the value of the experience itself. You want to have it continue. Oh, I see. <laughs> In other words, uh, our conflict is that I want to limit this and you want this and to I continue want to have it go on. on and on and on and on. Yes. Well, suppose you just uh, taste this uh, malted milk here just to give me an idea whether you have any particular uh, distortion in sensation. Oh, I see what you mean, yes. You want to experiment. <laughs> well, I want to know whether there's any particular feeling connected with it. Hmm. It's the same distortion you get through, throughout the whole experience. Um, Such as what? Well, lopsided. Uh, and you don't seem to be feeling it with your whole body. You seem to be uh, feeling it with a horn-likeness. Uh, things seem to be apexing in. I seem to be listening to myself and being you, the audience, listening to me. What about the taste? Does it uh, taste like the anticipated taste of a chocolate malt? Yes, it does. All those things are so well known that there's no sense in doing them. I mean, uh, uh, the fact that I would never eat a hamburger again uh, because it's so vulgar. <laughs> You've had a hamburger. What would you like to eat if you had a choice? Well, what I would like to eat Nothing. I have no, uh, uh, this, I, I feel physical again and I think this is a bad thing. You prefer to feel uh, that joy, uh, that joy which gives me a feeling of anxiety, but at the same time... Uh, Why does it give you a feeling of anxiety? Because it seems to want to take me over too much, you see, and I don't want to let myself go. Uh, Do you think that uh, it can happen that you let yourself go and... Uh, uh, it seems so ecstatic and perfect that perhaps I can, and I don't want to suffer the consequences. What uh, would be the consequence? That's an interesting question. <laughs> well, let me reassure you right now that tonight you are going to go home, eat your dinner, and uh, you will look back upon this experience. You will perfectly all right, your same old self, and... Uh, in a few hours, this whole feeling will leave you, as That's I have told you before. Mm. You have the feeling that this whole experience of yours has a special meaning to the onlookers and the crew who are taking this film? Yes. What kind of a meaning? Do you I feel as though there's some very definite driving meaning in it, and there's a, a spiraling arrow going to its mark. And uh, I feel that everyone here is conscious of that feeling. Is it some sort of an influence? Yes. One more question. You heard that before. Do you wish like eating something or you rather no. forego it? No, thank you. Fine. Thank you. Two o'clock. He's now flying high. We're getting ready for the second drawing. Uh, Please note that, that he does not see the difference between the two pictures. How long ago was it that I gave you this uh, draw? Well, at this time I don't have any conception of time passing. I mean, well, make a guess. Let's see. See, I can't make any any guess at all, really. I mean, well, what time of the day do you suppose it is? Uh, about three o'clock. About three o'clock. Well, you're only one hour wrong in this instance. But didn't you say that before? Well, at that time too, you were one hour wrong. That's, uh, it has drug has still a good effect on you. It would be important that you would now. Isn't this going backward in time, like a mirror repeating itself or something? Well, if you feel that way, it does. 
Anyhow, what I would like you to do now is to draw another picture of Paul, just like you did before. And while you're doing that, if you want to say something, you go right ahead. Well, see. How does your left arm feel while you're doing this? Um, it feels, it feels very good. Just fine. You still have that pleasant feeling that you described uh, before? Yes, uh, I still have it. I'll never get over it. It's uh, something that will never be the same. What do you see here? Uh, I see uh, a lot of gentleness. And what else? Real, real beauty. This is a general feeling when you look around yourself, is that correct? Yeah. Now you're getting emotional again. Now look at, look at the picture now. Look at the picture. Look at it. And uh, just concentrate on the eyebrows. That's where you were. Just look at it. You said it takes about five minutes, isn't it? Correct? Five minutes. Well, come on, now concentrate on it. Do you have the feeling of reality when you look at this paper and you hold the pencil in your hand? No. Yes and no. I don't... Yes and no is correct. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's go on. Mm -hmm. Okay, then we can go Fine. on. Good. For model. Yeah. And wait all this time for this. That's fine. Do you find it easier to draw this picture or a little more difficult? It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, just about right. Bill, suppose you take a look at these two pictures and compare them. Mm -hmm. And let's see if you have any comments. Well, we're not very finished. Do you see any big difference? Not really. No real big difference. The eyes, for example, are the same to me. And the line of the nose is the same. And the mouth is still a sweet mouth. Okay, fine. Okay. 248. What follows now is called by Bill a messianic experience. Universal love, joy, benevolence, and above all, the split between thought and feeling. Do you see a negative or a positive on my hand? Well, it's a sort of an ethereal negative, if it is. It's ethereal negative? Well, it seems to have a, a nimbus around it. A nimbus around yes, it? Yes, red, violet, blues. Now and open uh, your eyes and look at my face. How does my face look to you uh, at this moment? All right. You don't uh, see anything strange? A lot strange? of yellows. A lot of yellows? Yes. 
what else? All right, now... Uh, a so lot of greens. The background is moving into your face. I don't know how much I'm seeing or how much I'm pretending to see, because all of a sudden I see you sitting there and I don't see the background at all. Oh, then you, then you see here some kind of a split yes. between what you know you see and what you feel you see. Yes, I feel as though that I've had a sort of an entrance into uh, emotional life, uh, and yet I can't feel I'm uh, sort of anxious about the reality of it. This is therefore a split between thought and feeling, is that correct? It seems to me that there, there is that, yes. Mm -hmm. Now when you look at your hands, do as I do, close your eyes and just concentrate on your hands. Is there any difference in its weight, in its substance? This one seems heavier. The left one seems heavier? Yeah, seems more positive. Than the right? Yeah, this seems more, there it is, I, I feel these lovely colors vibrating all over me. Oh, it's lovely. Any lines? Oh. Any forms? Just like the shimmering of water, you know. You oh. can put your hand down now. Come on, describe it. You feel happy now? Do you feel happy? Yes. Well, you must be because you have tears in your eyes. Oh. Is that a beautiful experience, would you say? I would say yes. Describe it again. Oh, I don't know. Hmm? Uh, it's just giving and... You're doing fine. Just try to describe it. Oh, you just... You don't know. You... You want, you want to give yourself, you want to give yourself as much What happens when I do this? I don't know, sort of, uh, <clears throat> nothing much except that uh, sort of getting somewhere and you interrupted it. I see. It's sort of irritating in a way, I suppose. I know, but I thought that maybe we can rest a little bit because this experience was getting to be a little overwhelming, isn't that right? Well, I wouldn't say. I'd like to keep it up. <laughs> 305. This is where the LSD effect usually goes into a decline. But Bill is still at it. But uh, such benevolence. <laughs> what do you mean? I feel very benevolent. I mean, I feel as though uh, uh, I have no enemies in the world. And uh, this is very lovely. <laughs> You feel very, very fragile, delicate, yeah. lovely, and uh, it goes and comes, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. that one state there that was, oh, I never experienced anything like that. It's marvelous. On the whole, do you feel happy or do you feel... I feel so happy. <laughs> what, what happened to this feeling, uh, messianic feeling that you described before? Uh, I feel that it's... Uh, if that's what I described, I feel that it's very valid. Yes, but what, do you still have it as strongly now as you had before, or is it weakening? It's weakening, I suppose, uh, or it's becoming more well-defined, I suppose. Do you have the general feeling, though, that you're coming down to earth, so to say? Yes, I do. One last burst of ecstasy. At the end of this hour, he noticed the weight of his mic 
the sweat off his shirt, the stomach that was empty. He asked for food. A grandiose delusion implanted upon the loss of body feeling was over. And unfortunately, that's going to be it for today's episode of Psilocybin University. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and listening. Once again, I would like to remind everybody, if you can, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as subscribing to our channel on YouTube. If you guys enjoyed the audio from this experimental research, we have posted the full video onto our YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check that out, go ahead. And I just once again want to really thank everybody and really urge everybody out there if you want to contact us to let us know how we're doing leave us some kind of review wherever you're listening to this podcast we'd really appreciate it anything you guys can do to help us grow is very appreciated and for the quote of the day before we wrap up today's episode is going to be good things happen in your life when you surround yourself with positive people have a good rest of the day guys peace